Hello. How are you doing Hello. today? Hello. I'm going into my mode. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're doing the thing, which is good. I, you know, it was lovely. I have I've re- been reading a, a young adult fantasy book that I found at the library last Ooh. week. And, and we were postponing or pushing forward our pod conversation from this morning. I stayed in bed, finished reading it. So that's nice that was a very good start to the day that's it i i will ask you something about the book in a second however <laughs> i want to say that uh seems like my uh couldn't read which is about public speaking it's very boring compared to what you had <laughs> so, <laughs> sounds I, like... I am quite happy about uh i do love fantasy and i do mm. love young adults um, especially young adult fantasy. Um, so I read quite a lot of young adult novels. Uh, mm-hmm. And and there's, I don't know, a year or two ago, I read some piece. Somebody who was speaking about how authors of young adult fiction, actually, they kind of are more on the edges. They, you know, they push the envelope yeah. more than ordinary, you know, grown-up fiction do. Okay, uh, can, can you just explain to me what is that genre of young adult? Cause so adult young adult be... is, it, it is, I would say that it is, you know, children's literature is one thing. Yeah. Then there's adult for grown-ups. And young adult is kind of bridging in between, so it's teen, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't know what the official, you know, um, category is if it's twelve to twenty or or whatever. Yeah. But it is like teen, uh, teen fiction, and for some reason it's called young adult. I don't know okay. why either. And, it um, sounds to me, though, I don't think so, that it will be the same um, anti period, but like some of the films you can call coming of age films. So I think it sounds to me like something like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I would say that a lot of the fiction or a lot of the fantasy fiction that is young adult. I don't even know why it's dubbed young adult. I don't know mm. if that's because you're not supposed to like it when you're 49. <laughs> you know, because it's it's not as if the language is is bad or easier uh, or any of that. You know, there's some mm. really, really good, uh, like, the, the language of, of a lot of these books is just lovely. Yeah. So what's this one about? So this one was um, Victoria Aveyard, who I hadn't heard of, who is apparently got famous five, six years ago for doing something that's called Red Queen, I think, mm-hmm. which was a series that I have now ordered from the library. But this was the first one in a new series that she's written that's um, the series name is um, uh, Realm Realm Breaker, I think. Okay. Uh, so this is the first uh, of that one, and I read it. I picked it up at the library last week, and it was a Swedish translation, mm-hmm. a really, really good Swedish translation. But I've ordered the the Red Queen in the English to see if it how in you know, because. Usually, when it's a good translation, it's good in the uh-huh. original language. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And do you prefer to read in Swedish or English? I prefer to read in English for the one reason, which is that I like to use quotes. So I am. I read yeah. in Swedish. Yeah. It's kind of fewer, or I have to find the original, uh, you know, English quote for yeah. it. But I've, you know, ever since I I started reading in English when I was like in, I don't know, 12, 
mm-hmm. 11, 12 years old or something. And since then, I've just loved reading it English too. And so I read, I, I would say probably 80, 90% of everything I read is in English. Yeah. Um, I do the same. I, I read, when I, I started reading English when I moved to the Netherlands. Because mm-hmm. before that, I actually tried to read a little bit more in Spanish because I was in Spain for many years and to learn the language, I, of course, first started using like the language learning books. So from Polish to Spanish, this was an excellent book to learn Spanish language. I I only remember that it had a blue cover and it was quite simple, but it was fantastic. It was one of the best books to learn Spanish language, at least for, in my opinion, from Polish to Spanish. And I cannot, I don't remember what was the author or the title. It's an old book. It was thick and it had a blue cover. This is what I remember about the book. But it's a fiction book? No, 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 no. So that was first like uh, learning grammar. It but is a language learning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then for some time I was trying to actually read a little bit more in Spanish, a little bit challenging. But I think, you know, the more you do it, the better you become at it. So, you know, matter of practice. And then when I moved to the Netherlands, I started reading uh, in English. And since then... I rarely, I rarely was reading books in Polish till I got my ebook, hmm. or renewed the ebook, uh, and then I started really collecting a lot of books, and some of them are in Polish. Especially, I like to read free, free, uh, fiction in Polish. In English, I prefer more like I don't know, like I can, I don't know how you call that the genre, but you can learn something from the books or like facts of some sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think some people may call it self-help, though I wouldn't call all of them self-help. Some are more from philosophy also. And, um, but yeah, now when I have the ebook, I read more and I try to read in both languages. Because you know what, funny thing, funny thing, or maybe not so funny, <laughs> because... I started forgetting how to speak correctly in my language because yeah. I don't speak that often with my parents like on um, audio. I mean, we do it once a week, you know, or twice, once every two weeks. But, you know, it's something different than when you have to use that language every day. And, mm-hmm. and if you have to use that also language with your friends who are Polish, then you also tell them different stories than the things that you discuss with your family or your parents. And for the time when I was living with a Polish friend here in Amsterdam for two years, and then of course we did spoke, we did speak Polish, but sometimes we also introduced some English words because we both were like, how do you say that in Polish? Like, what was that? <laughs> and I was like, how do you say that in English? And then when she moved, a friend of mine, she moved to the United States uh, and I moved in with my partner. We, he, he's from Czech. I'm from Poland. And we, some people may assume that we would understand each other, but no. Nah. And then we speak with each other in English. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I had to start reading in Polish because otherwise. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, I mean, it's, it's, it is, language is interesting. English and Swedish are in my two languages, you know. Sure, yeah. I understand Danish and Norwegian, and I can pick up a bit of German and, you know, and I can make it sound as if I know French, but I really don't. But I <laughs> should a little bit. But, you know, it's, but, but you're very, very right in the fact that if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say one of the reasons why my English is so good, not not why my spoken English sounds good, but rather yeah. why my vocabulary is so good, yeah, is because yeah. I have read. I mean, I read a lot of books. I'm mm-hmm. this book today was I think book ninety eight for the for the year. So wow. I read a lot, right? But but how many also, hours? How many hours a day do you spend reading? Because then I ask. Do you 
that depends. Today I yeah. was in bed for two hours reading or three. Oh, because it was, okay. you know, I could. <laughs> okay. Um, That's really cool. I also tried to read more, especially that came after Alt MBA. When they send us when the book. When they sent you the book package? I haven't done yeah. it, but I've heard about the book package. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I loved it, the book package. The, yeah, the books package. <laughs> and um, the books were great. And since then, I just started. I have a lot of, you cannot see here on behind me, but I have a lot of books around here, different books. And then, therefore, I had to buy Kindle because... I couldn't anymore keep collecting so many books. Like, I started slowly running out of space. It's a small apartment. So I got that Kindle, and now I'm floating my, uh, plotting my Kindle with the books. So I have quite huge collection there. So, yeah, but I love it. I do love reading more and more. It's very peaceful. I like it. It is very peaceful, and I... I have always loved reading. My mom says that ever since mm -hmm. I learned how to read, you know, I didn't, I didn't put the books down. Um, and and but, so we go. Well, I was just no, you go. I'll save uh, mine. No, I wanted to ask something about the books, but it just ran away from me. There was another thing I want to ask you. Do you have new glasses? I, I thought that they also had the new ones. No, not the new ones. Huh. I've had these for a year. Okay. Okay. But I I'm have a new painting back there. Ah. You can hardly, bad. you can't read. It, it is bare. Let's see. There and you can And who made it for you? Or you just thought someone Dave Emery, who okay. is one of my podcast conversation partners. Okay. So he's somebody who I've also gotten to know through the um, the Akimbo workshops, mm. and he he sent me this one. He gave it to me, and I mm. actually just put it up yesterday. Mm. Uh, so I'm very happy about it. What is he, what is he was sending it from? The UN. Oh my god! But it was rolled up. Okay. So I have. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, right. no. Okay. Otherwise, that would have cost thousands yeah. of dollars. Yes. No, it's in, it's in two pieces, yes. and it gotcha. was rolled up, so I but got it. But it's really cool. Yeah, it's I really cool. It. Yes, it. and it's yeah. awesome that's in your background that, you know, when you talk with people, people can see it, actually. Okay. Brilliant. I, I need to see where I could put my my uh, pod studio now that I have this, because the, the beam yeah. in the yes. middle kind of breaks it. So yes, we'll see what yeah. to do about yeah. that. Maybe you could actually take it from the wall and put it just just rest it against that beam. No, no, nope, no. Because it's <laughs> not. It is. It is a, a wooden frame at the top and a wooden frame at the bottom. Aha. Uh -huh. So it's uh -huh. not. It's kind of hanging. It's hanging. It has, uh, it, it has hanging. to be hanging. Yeah, yeah. 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 My so. brother, uh, he is actually quite talented when it comes to painting and drawing because he also was drawing with okay i don't know if i will say it correctly in english if it, that's the professional term for using that too so i'm sorry if not but like a call they use call for yeah. How, yeah. Do you know uh, we say okay well you tweet it ah, so oh. but it is a it is a I don't know what it is, but it's basically it's it's carbon. That's what yeah, it is. It's a exactly. carbon. Yeah, stick. like carbon stick. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But I, I don't know you... what the technical term is. Yeah, no. I love how you said call in your language. Sounds Q1. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. really yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And so uh, anyway, he he's quite um, quite talented. Sometimes I think his work is a little bit creepy. But, you know, he's the person who doesn't really have social media, doesn't have really anything like a website. Or a, like, I need to carry the pictures on my phone if I want to show to someone because he's like, yeah, sometimes someone comes and say they like it, so I just sell it to them or I mm -hmm. gift it to them. And, yeah, he just loved it. He, now he uh, got into renovating furniture. So he gets finds some old furniture, takes it, renovates, and keeps for himself or sells it. So, yeah. So he's a creator. Do you deem yourself a creator? 
uh, yeah, I guess creator, yeah, creator more and more, you know, because, um, and if you would ask me if like creative, if I'm a creative also person, creator, creative, yeah, and I would say yes also, but less in, I was about to say less in artistic way, but I do photography, you know, and it's usually portrait of some, um, uh, a little bit, I would say, uh, crazy stuff, because I, like recently, for example, we, um, me and my partner, we created an outfit which looks like um, an outfit for a spaceman because it's like, really huge. And we made it from the blankets that are from the first aid kit, the one silver gold that you mm -hmm. can put on the person warm up or cool down. So we stitched it together and put it on a friend of mine who in the past, she was in the past a model and she has a really cool look on her face. And we took a lot of pictures in this outfit. The outfit is crazy because it has like, it has a, um, like a hoodie we made and the pants and the hoodie has the actual hood so you can put it on your head. But when you do it, the noise in it, the sound in it is just crazy because I tried it on myself, you know, before I put it on, on the other person. And the noise is incredible. And um, so when you move about in it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But she wasn't cold. That's good, I guess. <laughs> it was one of those warm-up blankets. <laughs> exactly. So um, I do photography and I try to be very creative with this. I do videography also. So I'm now I'm actually looking to change to the different camera, maybe something. Uh, I will I will try to find different one for recording videos in a better way. Um, I generally like film and especially when it's well done and I, I like I like good films. Um, so I guess, you know, when we go to more artistic way, I'm there also drawing. No, 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 because I remember in the past when I was a little girl, I drew trees during autumn uh, season. And when my brother saw that, he's like, what, what, what are those? Like trees on fire or something like that? I was like, no trees on fire. The, the, that was that precisely was my face. I was very disappointed, and I remember since then drawing is not happening to me. So. It is, isn't it? Amazing how many stories are out there just like that. Whether it mm. be drawing or it be singing, because somebody said yeah. you should better shut up. Oh, I went through that thing. too. Exactly, and it's yeah. like and it. And it stays with you. I it's had a I had a idea. colleague who yeah. also said, you know, he was fifty. He was like, I don't sing, because he'd been told off when he yeah. was yeah. by the music teacher that you need yeah. to keep quiet. So he, since then, he hadn't taken a, you know, he hadn't sung a a, a note. But this is bad. Like, isn't it bad? Exactly. Look, because this is so. I guess if someone wouldn't tell me that, well, you shouldn't, you should stop singing because you don't, I, I do that too. I play guitar and I try singing because I liked it, you know? Okay. I perhaps did not sound great, but you know, I guess no one sounds really great in the first moment. No, and you know, I guess I would be keep on trying, you know, if someone wouldn't just come to me and say, yeah, no, no. <laughs> You cannot think same with drawing, you know, perhaps I would use it for my advantage. Like, you know, sometimes you can sit down and just draw to kind of calm down. And yeah, maybe I would do that by sad because I don't know, maybe it's also, I'm quite stubborn, you know. So if I really want to go for something, I wouldn't stop. So I don't know what was there if it was like, oh, okay, whatever, I don't have to do that anymore or no because you know even though they told me that i couldn't be singing i still played guitar and i don't remember any like negative comments about that when i was a little child yeah i, I wasn't 
super talented when it comes to playing on the guitar, but it was okay. But I mean, I'm. That's but it's bad. But it's bad. You it know, is bad. Yeah. And the thing is, yeah. you remember the story about you and those trees that you made. Yeah. And maybe your brother does too, because you're siblings, maybe. and maybe you've maybe. told it. But chances are, he has no clue. He ever said anything of the sort. Yeah. Right. Precisely. So, It it is so easy to kind of let one of those judgments out, and mm. then I've forgotten it, but it will stay in you like a little thorn for the rest of your yeah. life. And Precisely. it's like, oh, you know, Precisely. maybe sure we've saved the world from a really bad artist or singer or drawer but or whatever. Again. But chances are, really not no and then again what is bad what is good you know like okay we kind of agreed that telling someone you know or oh, you cannot sing or something it's actually bad because it stays with you for a very long time and as, as you said yourself we probably wouldn't save the world from very bad singer or drawer or whatever yeah so you know that and then when they create for one person someone will love it and the other person will not like it or you know will not feel the same about that about the art so yeah and it i went i attended um this really weird uh modern uh, installation piece art at there's a there's a performance art place in malba that's called lilith Lilith mm -hmm. production or Lilith performance or whatever, Lilith. And I have a friend who, who usually attends what they do. I've never really done it, but she'd gotten tickets that she couldn't use, so she gave them to me. Yeah. And it was five installations, you know, just mind-blowingly weird. Just, just weird. Like there's least. actors in each of these five installations, and and there was one that was a, so they had done a, a bathroom. There was a bathtub, a sink, and a toilet, and and like, um, tiled floor and 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 walls, right? Yeah. And that artist had found a PhD study of. What are the moves that people make when they are cleaning their bathroom? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. had made a choreography of these moves. So there was dance, hey. a dancer, like doing the cleaning based on these moves. And you know, just bizarre things. Bizarre yeah. things. And it was so interesting because one, I can tell it was interesting. Did I enjoy it? I'm not sure I enjoyed it. You know, is it like, I need to go see this again? No, I don't. You know, will I buy tickets by myself? Maybe, because it is kind of so on the Different. end, right? Mm -hmm. It is so, but you mm -hmm. know, you had these five installations down in a basement and there were people like sitting on the floor watching these weird things going on in these mm -hmm. five stages uh, mm -hmm. or whatever you would call it. I'm going, huh, because it, it is Tankistan. That is really, mm -hmm. truly Tankistan for me because mm -hmm. this is different. So it just starts up all of these questions like, how do you ever come up with the idea to make a choreograph choreographed dance from a PhD thesis on how you clean bathrooms. It's like yes, precisely. mind precisely. blown. How? It's like exactly. Exactly. But it is and at the same time, it's like I'm so happy that somebody actually did. Yes. Right? And somebody exactly. took the time to, to make this place where you could do these things because it does push the boundary. Yes. It does you know Stretch us, society, yes. culture, yes. art, exactly. like making what we now see as mainstream. Well, that yeah. was avant-garde yeah. one time, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, you, you know, like I, um, well, I will, two things, when you were talking about it, I had two things in my mind. And one thing is what I do with red chicks. So I feel like I kind of push and stretch, in some cases, I push and stretch people's mind because they're like, how on earth? Yes, like, like, I don't know if I told you this already, but when I sent the podcast to one of my friends, she messaged me thanking me that I sent her a podcast on whom I'm interviewing a sex worker. And she's like, I have never thought that these people, they do it actually because they want to do it. And the questions you asked, they were like, I would never ask someone something like this. And you did. And I learned so much that I even sent this to my boyfriend or partner so he can listen so he can learn something from it. And I was like, yes, that's that's what it's good to do, you know? And as you say, stretch people to different directions so they can broaden their perspective, I guess, you know? like Precisely. Yeah. I recently was uh, having a podcast with um, a woman from Spain, and we talked about gender fluidity. For me, like, that's still, like, very like I I I don't know much about this topic, you know, because when I was growing up and in my late twenties, that still wasn't a thing. It just showed up. So I was able to talk with her and see how was it for her because she's younger, she's from different year, and yeah. So I broadened my perspective on this certain specific topic. But the other thing what I wanted to tell you was that recently I was in Amsterdam in um, on an event, which for me also, like, why, like, I mean, I found it interesting, yes, but it's also this approach, like, oh my gosh, who would even think that something like this can be organized? And that was on a lot of, about intimacy, sex. Um, there was, like, even, there was a performer. And she says that what she noticed that people really like to watch her when she's cleaning her house, clothed. So she puts like um, a lot of like short mini, long boots. Sometimes she looks like from, let's say, 80s, 70s, you know. And she cleans her house and she sells those clips. And so obviously people pay for it. I was like, bizarre. <laughs> but you know, if it works for you, yeah, whatever floats your boat. Exactly, whatever <laughs> floats your boat. You know, that's like there were really fascinating things happening there. You know, like a, at some point I was working to one of the spaces there. It was like a sort of like a, a how do you say this glass house? Yes, is it glass house or greenhouse? The greenhouse. Houses, greenhouse. Greenhouse. Yeah. yeah. So it was like a greenhouse, but in the middle there was jacuzzi, and mm-hmm. there was a woman sitting in that jacuzzi, and together with men, with her was sitting a man, and she was interviewing him in the jacuzzi. I suspect what has happened there, he was one of the people watching what is happening. It's like, would you like to talk with me, please? Join Take me. Take your clothes and join me. <laughs> I was like, bizarre, really cool, you know? So I, I I don't go often to events like this, and I feel like sometimes I should go more often. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it is that it is it is a a good way to to get yourself a dose of tankistel, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm so because I was wondering when I asked you about if you were a creator, if you would bring up red cake. Yeah. So there was also another thing. What I wanted to say that I, because I'm leaving the job that where I was working in the past, and uh, I feel like now I will be working for myself, and I feel like I have so much this creative freedom, and Red Cheeks is one of those things, though I started it, uh, creating it while I was still working in this other work, but you know, like, I came up with this because I felt like I need to 
create something what puts me a little bit out of the comfort zone because I didn't like I never thought I would do podcasts. Like I didn't see myself doing this, though I really like podcasts. Um I never thought that I will write something as I did there. I feel like, you know, it gives me a lot of power to be able to create those things. And I really like it, you know. I really like, even even if something doesn't work out, I really like the fact that I was able to create something. So why did you name it Red Cheese? Can, can you just, well, in a sentence, say what it is? Yes. So Red Cheeks, it's a platform where I interview people from adult industry, mostly from adult industry, but I also interview people from mainstream cinema on the topic of intimacy. Um, and I also write different articles on the topic of intimacy, especially intimacy on set. And so when recording the movies, the adult movies, yes. Yes, that that intimacy. So is Sorry, the red cheeks name because you can get red oh, yes, cheeks that's and a, embarrassed? That's, that's, that's also because that's it is a topic that can make you go, Ooh, <laughs> right? <laughs> red cheeks. Well, this name actually was uh, invented by my partner. He was like, he's a very creative person, and he sit down with me one day and we started like brainstorming and everything and that was one of the names he wrote. I was like, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. That's the one. And we checked, it was available on .org. So we got this one and we started doing all around this and and I'm super happy about this and I'm super excited for the things to come because I started saying, oh, sorry, maybe if you have a question, go ahead and ask because I started like Unfolding. Unfolding. Unfold. <laughs> That's the whole purpose of these conversations for you to unfold like that. or for us to unfold. Um and uh so with intimacy on set, you know, like I know there is such a role um mostly in the mainstream cinema. But what I also had heard is that those people from the mainstream cinema I'm not saying all of them, but I have heard that many of them are closing their doors, knowledge, and any connection as soon as they hear that someone works with adult films. And mm -hmm. so they're closing those doors. But at the end of the day, we are there to protect, to to save, to to keep safe people on the set, yes. And and it doesn't really matter like what genre. It's just it's about the people. And and I would I would kind of you know the story around adult film is is like that, you know, everybody is, is used and didn't want to do it and, and you know, and I'm I'm sure that yeah. Like everywhere else, it's an entire spectrum and you have people who really don't want to do it and you have exactly. people who love doing it, right? You have yes. the entire spectrum. Yes. But it's a given. If you enter mm -hmm. this, this genre, yeah, you will be naked. You will be engaged in intimate acts, sexual yeah. acts. You know, that's what you do. Yes. If you're a, a mainstream movie, like you say, if you're a mainstream actor or actress, you don't necessarily know if there will be a love scene, if there will be nudity well, they or not. Know, you know, like they, I they, mean, they, they know when they read a script. Yes, yes. They don't know when they go into acting that this will definitely yes, be a yes, part of yes, my yes, yes. my acting career because you don't mm. know. I mean, there's probably mm. a lot of actors who've never stripped. Yes, and then precisely. there's those who have in the mainstream. So. Yes. I'm just thinking that because it's not a given, the conversations around it aren't had or are had less often or less skilled, less skillfully mm -hmm. because yep. it's, you know, it's like, well, this is just the love scene and it's just one out of 
100 scenes that we're shooting, and so we just do it the same way that we would be doing any scene yeah, and not really thinking about the fact that mm. trip in a tent when there's I don't know how many mm. people around you, that might make some people quite uncomfortable, right? Precisely, precisely, you know. So it it makes it's such a vulnerable voice. Vulnerable. Can you just say vulnerable? That Thank you vulnerable. very much. <laughs> you did much better on this one. Situation that um, it's it's very very personal, and mm. you know, like it's a good comparison that on mainstream films, whether you have um, stance coordinators when they do like action shots. Um, Sometimes there are stunts and there is a coordinator for this to safeguard the scene, to ensure everything is done correctly and that there is no like injuries. Yes, they're trying to prevent those injuries. Um, but those are physical injuries. With intimate scenes, the injury may not be only physical, but will be definitely mental. And those injuries, they stay for so long. I mean, not to say that some physical injuries don't, but that the, the it is like being told so that your drawing really yeah. sucks. Yes, yes, that is exactly. Good. That is also an, yeah. an a vulnerable moment, and you're giving a mental, you're given a mental wound. Yeah. something you know, yeah. words yeah. that actually launch in you mm. in that way. And right. you know, like you said something that uh, in adult industry is given that well, you will have this intimate interaction with someone, you will be naked or topless or something, and yes, it's given. Though still, people manage to abuse the boundaries and find a way. So, I think in both um, places. Regardless the genre or type of media, we should definitely safeguard the performers, we all actors. We should talk about boundaries, we should talk about mm. consent, but we also mediate between the performers and the director or production team because, you know, they have certain goal in their head, yes. And as long as we all we are all on the same page. As long as we explain everything to the actors or performers before and they are aware of it and it's the real information and they agreed to it and maybe some things were discussed or adjusted, you know, like if all this was discussed, that's, that's fine. But when there are the unexpected situations happening on the set and then you bring to another human being and say, okay, so we thought about something cool and new. So now we're going to perform this explicit act additionally. It's not like someone asks you if you're okay with that, if you're comfortable with this. Um, maybe ask some additional uh, questions about the actual explicitness of the act, you know, because I would say, I would say there are different levels to each explicit act. If no one explains you this, if someone just drops it on you and you may say yes, and then you will regret that, mm. you know, because there is a lot of pressure on a person, on the person, on like performers or actors when they, when the director tells them we change our plan, we, we would like to add this, or you actually won't be wearing a t-shirt today, you will be completely naked because we want to film your back. But from in front of you, there are other people, you know, you're getting naked in front of the entire mm. crew. Um, it, it, this person will say yes, because, hey, actors are taught to say yes to everything. And I think that's bad. Performers will also say yes, because they don't want to lose the job. They exactly. don't want to say you no. You feel pressured. And, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But, you know, I think it's, it's the role is, yes, to protect and safeguard uh, the actors, the uh, performers, but also to mediate between the director and the performers, because you don't want the director to see you like, like an enemy or someone who will make their life on set difficult or their job difficult. So 
it's about finding balance, you know, also. Yeah. We do, I mean, I can see, you know, there, you know, in all, all cinema made, this could be a, a topic that, that, you know, there would be worth having these types of conversations, bringing mm -hmm. in these types of, of questions, you know, mm -hmm. how do we safeguard this? How do we ensure that we're not pressuring somebody? Um, but in general, I would say this is this is valid for for all of us because yes. we're human, right? Because we're yes, human. Exactly. It's like there's no interaction where there's not the possibility of vulnerability and where there's not the possibility of pressure. Yeah. A lot of those things. And it's just intimacy 101, you know, like day to day, whenever you are with your partner, like all the conversations, conversation about boundaries, establishing those boundaries, understanding each other, what one person likes and what the other doesn't like, and actually being okay when you hear that someone doesn't like something, that someone says no to you, being okay with that and trying to find mm -hmm. other ways to actually find a common ground mm -hmm. when it comes to intimate contacts, relationships. And, you know, again, when we talk about intimacy, it's not only like penetrative sex. It's not only kissing. No, it's more, it's, it's close distance. It's even handshake. It's a hug. It's a conversation also, intimate conversation. Yeah, yeah. it is yeah. so much more than And I mean, I actually spoke to Mike, who you've mm, met, yes, about uh, this in one of our conversations about how intimacy has kind of been kidnapped by, or kidnapped into be, you know, there's there's intimacy equals sex. It's like, mm -hmm. no. No, there's exactly. so much more to intimacy. And I, when you were saying, I was thinking about a friend whose mom hasn't told her that there's this one dish that my friend makes, and her mom says, mmm, it's yummy. But she thinks it's too spicy for mm -hmm. her. But she hasn't dared say that. So here's an 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 act of intimacy, you could say, that is not taking place because she's afraid of what yes. will happen if I, because then she will be upset, you know, and it just takes yes. all of these weird forms instead yes. of just, you know, and it I will really enjoy like... that you've cooked for me. Uh, I think it's a bit spicy yes. for my take. You know, yes. just being able to say that is courageous. Because we have, in so many ways, been drilled down into not voicing yeah. our needs, our desires, our wishes, our likes. Uh, and so, this, yeah. this will accumulate in a person, in a relationship, you know. And one day it will explode. And that will be very, very bad and possibly very too late. Yeah. And people need... like. My recent uh, guest on the podcast, um, it's not even released, but she said that she, because she, she's um, teaching, she, she, uh, she, with her clients, she talks about boundaries, about consent, and sometimes she tries to help them figure out um what gives them pleasure. It's a kind of like a therapy, but not only with words, but also with touch. She explains this much better than me. But um, she does this and she says a lot of those things that people learn in her workshops or in her one-on-one -on -one sessions, later this helps them in other areas of their life. Because this, this trust is like, you know, when you learn to say no to something, when you learn to talk about your boundaries, then this, if you are able to talk about this within intimate situation, intimate area, it will translate to other things in life. 
And follow what I say, like, sometimes we see people do not talk, like, it, they speak the same language, but it feels like, you know, when they talk, I'm like, you're on two complete different planets right now. And, and you're both right. You just have to find a way to communicate this. Yeah. There's a there's a Swedish lady called Maria Appelqvist, I think, who has um she took a PhD in well I don't really know her story. I just know that you know she's been in management and this that and the other thing, and then she started to explore BDSM and and you know all of those um I would say still on the fringe. Um, of of what is deemed normal sex life or sex desires or whatever, you know. But she actually, I think, then studied that. So she did her PhD on this and and also interviewed a number of people who are into this scene, who are, you know, they're CEOs and multi-billionaires and this, that, and the other thing. It's like there's a lot of, of of you know there's the bank teller and there's the bank director and there's you know it's like people from from all walks of life right mm. but what the common denominator that she could fetch from all of them was just this me having learned how to say yes and no man it is valid in all areas of my life you know, I am a much better leader. I'm a much better boss. I'm a much better employer. I'm a much better mom, you know, because I know and I feel safe in expressing my yeses and my noes. And I go, oh, my God, do I ever need that type of training? Because uh, it is just that thing, saying yes when I'm a yes, saying yes, no exactly. when I'm a no. And I've lived a lot of my life saying yes when I'm a no. And yeah. saying no when I'm a yes. Yes, right? precisely. I, I did the same. I did exactly the same. And it was learning process for me. And sometimes I, I still, you know, like, I, like I'm still learning, yes. So sometimes, you know, it takes me a little bit more time for my brain to process if it's actually a yes or no. Do I really want that? It's sometimes harder, you know, and some other days easier. But the fact that you're aware of it, that you have a choice. It's your choice. It's don't blame anyone else for it. Mm. It's you have to know what you want and you choosing. And and when you know this, it's it's kind of a relief, you know. Mm. That's your choice. Mm. I choose to do this. I choose to do that. No, mm. I have to. Okay. I choose to. Yeah. And then you you will be able to establish your boundaries, I guess, a little bit easier. And I think when you cannot implement it directly 100%, it's step-by-step learning process, you know. It's like when, when you're with your partner and you want to know how they feel, like keep asking them after intimate uh time together, maybe later in the evening, just talk to the partner and say, like, how did you like that? And do you prefer more of this or less of this? You know, how did it feel when, I don't know, I play with your head? Some people may not like it. I love it. Do it all the time. But I know people who would scream if I would touch yeah. their hair, you yeah. know? Yeah. So there are so many different things. And it's okay to ask those things it's really okay because the better you know each other the less you have to guess and yeah i i agree that there is a little bit excitement in this um unknown territory but i guess there are different ways to explore it you know like um you can explore an intensity of touch you know like some people like to be like let's say someone likes to be touched on the head so then you can explore how exactly, yes? Yeah? So, okay, you know that they like this place to be touched, but how? See mm -hmm. how they react in different situations. Explore this. And same with conversation, you know? Explore it. Dive deep into it. Because if you shallowly go 
okay, do you like when I touch your hair? Let's stay with the hair today. <laughs> We're not going to move to any body part. <laughs> and they say like, yes, okay, great. Then let's do that. And they start pulling, I don't know, uh, brushing your head or, or you know, doing something crazy with your mm. head. I wouldn't like that. That's mm. not but the touch I like. Mm. So it's, it all goes to, to dive deep into it, being really asking questions from a place of curiosity, you know, and getting detailed. Yes. Right. Yes. Or saying, I actually don't know. Would you mind touching yeah. my hair in different ways? Exactly. And then I will tell you. Exactly. Precisely. You know, like let's ooh, do it together. Really? Yeah. Ah, when you yeah, kind of ooh, do that. Yeah. Ooh, lovely, right? You know, we uh, actually uh, again there is an exercise with a touch of the hand, and then uh, for a few minutes, someone is touching your hand in different ways, and they may pull for the skin, they may pull deeper, stronger, or less strong. And then they watch you while they do this, and they observe your face expression. They ask you, like, how is that? And then you say, yes, okay, or maybe I like it a little bit more, you know, I like it less. But they start on the hand because it's a very neutral place, you know. Like, if they would start, let's say, on the breast, let's move to a different body part. <laughs> on the breast, that's very intimate. And mm. that person may not be yet ready for that. But I think those days, you know, like, especially when it comes to, well, no, not only relationships, I think a lot of things in life, we just want to quick. We just want to, like, ideally someone would give us a manual about the mm. other person. We would read that and, like, okay, we're, and just, we're done. Yeah. 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 yeah, but the whole beauty is in discovering all these things, you know, discovering the person you are with, talking with them, diving deep, as you said yourself, and just exploring things together. In one of the podcasts, you know, like I, I ask um, one of my guests like about stagnation in relationships. Sometimes people mm -hmm. are like, oh, like, okay, so... That's it. Like it was exciting in the beginning, butterflies and everything, and now that's it. And he said to try different things, to just try it. You know, you both may not like it. One may like it, the other one may not. And also, when you introduce, like, you know, soft or lighter BDSM, you know, like even if it's like holding someone a little bit stronger, or even if someone gentle, gently pulls for the head, something like this talk about this and do it step by step. Don't dive to crazy kings and fetishes uh, immediately. immediately. No. <laughs> so it's, it's, I would say it's ability to talk, ability to be curious about another person, about yourself also, about your own pleasure. Find out what actually you like. And, 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 and also kind of knowing that Maybe you and me, we've talked about, so you know precisely how I want my hair touched. And I know precisely how you want your hair touched. But today I come home and I have a headache and you start to touch my ha hair in the way that you know that I usually like. But today it's painful. It's awful. I just don't want it at all. Right? So mm -hmm. also having that type of kind of awareness that just because you figure it out. This is in general what Helena likes. That doesn't mean that I always like that, that I always want that, and that that has nothing to do with you. That has to do yeah. with me. So that I can yeah. say, thank you, sweetie, but today, you know, I really don't want to have my hair touched. Yeah, and you know what's that? That's the ongoing conversation about consent. Yeah. Because yeah. what we forget is that while someone said something, they think that this will apply for the entire life. No, this this is an con consent is an ongoing conversation, yeah. Yeah. and we should have this conversation often, yeah. generous toward each other, curious. And sorry, just to say this, like on the set, you know, like with uh, adult films, like sometimes you will have a checklist to tick off boxes what the performer consents to. And they go with it, but no one like thinks like, okay, let's have a discussion just before we actually start rolling. Yeah. 
today, let's, let's, now, yes, here. Exactly. Mm. Are you okay with this? Mm. And and I've been, I would say, the ongoing conversation about consent between partners, absolutely between friends, between parent and child, you know, but also between me and me. Exactly. Because just because, you know, I do, I do um, cold bathing. So if I yesterday could be down in, you know, freezing water for five minutes, I should be able to do the same today. But maybe I didn't sleep. Maybe I've just had dinner. Maybe whatever, you know, maybe today I can only do half a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So exactly. needing to, you know, find my yeses and noes also for me in my relationship with me yes. is as yes. important. And that is the basis of me being able to be true to my yeses and noes in relation with others. Yeah. Right. So, so justly, you know, do I want, you know, I always have a cup of coffee in the morning, but do you want it? You know, the today thing you... maybe you don't want it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need to know yourself before you just start knowing other people. Yeah. yeah. You have to have this, like, inner conversation with yourself sometimes. Well, sometimes, often, I would say. As yeah. often as you talk with other people. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. even more often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe even more often. Yeah. Have this, find out what you like, what, what you know, like, uh, I have a new rule and it's like is it hell yes and if it's not hell yes that's no go at all it's, no. it's completely no it's like not maybe no it's yes like that's why i think how i think about this you know when i struggle to know like oh but would i be yes or would i be no here and then i have a moment like is it hell yes if yes then that's 100 percent yes and go with it you know so you know, sometimes it can be hard. It can be hard to establish boundaries. It, because um, I think we are tempted to so many things. We are curious, you know, and and it's perfectly fine to be curious. Just I think discovering those things slowly, giving yourself time to discover things. It's it's what how it happens. It cannot be abrupt. It cannot be uh, harmful. Just keep your thoughts time step by step so when you reach the limit you can take this one little step back. And also kind of knowing that if I'm not a hell yes today, then mm -hmm. it's a no. Same thing there. That doesn't mean necessarily that that's a no forever. Yeah. Tomorrow might be a hell yes or a little bit more towards yes, but still a no. And the day after, you know, it's like, so it can be that three months down the road, I'm a hell yes for this thing that I was a yeah. complete no to today. So, again, being in that flow of, 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 or actually being in the moment, I guess, you know, being in the moment precisely, precisely. And you know what, it's, um, I, it was, I think it was said, Godin, I don't remember who said that, but it was also about like being in the moment and things change in your life. And today you have certain information and based on this information, you make this decision. In two days, you may have completely different information. You have may have much more information and you will change your mind and that's fine because I hear a lot of I hear often people say, that, well, if you stand for this, you have to stand for this, and that's it. You cannot, like, you couldn't be changing your mind. Like, I, I, I keep on learning new things every day. I'm yeah. allowed to change my mind later on, and that's totally fine. Let's not feel guilty about this. That's actually no. very good because it means that you keep working on a certain thing. You keep thinking about this. You keep growing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the thicknesses of, of the society that we live in, that it somehow has become deemed bad to change your mind. Yeah. So, you you know, politicians, you 
find some out something about their past, and because they thought that or said that, then they are, you know, doomed forever. And it's like, yes. it's really not a cultural climate that I want to live in. That's not how I, you know, because I've done and thought and said and believed a lot of dumb shit, right? Yeah, so does that actually... mean that I'm forever, like, bound to those things? There's no way to change my mind. It's just, it doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was like this. I was like, okay, I made that decision. I was afraid to change my mind. Did you get that? I was like afraid to change my mind, even though I knew that this is the right thing, because at that point I'm making a different decision. We are in different point in time, in different moment. I have different information entering my brain. It's okay. So for me, it took time to um, adjust how I think about this and to be actually okay with changing my mind. So what was the spark that? Made I think, difference. you know, uh, I think a, a lot, I don't know, it's just certain, at certain point you just start growing and, and I don't know, it, some time ago it just clicked in my head. I cannot like pinpoint the, the time when it like, there was a switch. There wasn't a, a switch and all No, no, it thing. was like, you know, it's growing, gradual growing. slope. Mm. And I think the time when I did the Alt MBA and also with my partner, you know, like the conversation is on a completely different level. And we talk about things like this. And I think uh, being in this relationship, it kind of helped me in this regard, helped me into that, okay, it's okay to change the mind, you know. So I would say a lot of things came together, I think, where now I'm quite confident with changing my mind, setting up my boundaries, understanding what is today hell yes and what is hell yes tomorrow, you know? Yeah. It makes a difference. And it must make a difference for the people around you, too. Yes, definitely. Definitely. The, like... If you know what you want, you know more about yourself, um, how you feel about yourself, people will say it from outside. There will be certain of like, I don't know if I would call it confidence or like a spark in a person and, and people from outside will see it. It's the way you behave every day, you know, because person who knows themselves I, I think they, they will be more generous to others, you know. Um, they will know how to communicate, and the other people will appreciate this communication. You know, like they, they will confidently and in a very nice way say, no, that's not what I would like to do. And oh my God, I so much appreciate people like this because I really don't like to, like sometimes I feel I have to make decisions for someone else because they're thinking I don't know about this, but that, and, you know I guess that's the no. <laughs> that's <laughs> no. Sorry, but yes. that's no. Precisely. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right. It's interesting how those two small words, yes and no, can just yeah. trip me up and trip us up. Yeah. Oh, what? Uh, and I remember I did. Um, I have a friend, Farlot Kriunkvist, she does playful tantra, which in Swedish is called Leakful Tantra, which is a lovely it. introduction into this thing that also still, she says that in, in, you know, in 10, 15 years, tantra will be where yoga is today, mm. because yoga was 20 years ago, it's like, that's mm. some weird shit, right? <laughs> but, so she says, it's, it's on that slope, but... She did, um, we did play with, we were paired up, and I did a, a wor weekend workshop, and we were paired up, and we were asked to play with each other's arm. So it was the arm. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was my turn, and I was to say to, to the one that I was paired up with, what I want him or her to do with my arm. And I'm going, I don't know what the fuck I want. 
anybody to do with my <laughs> arm? What can you do with, you know, so I was kind of locked already there. It's like, what would be nice? I don't know. Right? We sometimes don't know about ourselves. Precisely. And like, my God, there's a lot to find out because there can be some nice touch going on mm-hmm. with an arm. I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, and it was one of the beginning exercises, which was good because it was just enough to just give me this jolt that I don't know what I would like. You know, would I just like it to gently touch it or would I like a massage or, you know, what do I want? But then you go, I don't know. Let's discover together. Yeah. Yeah. Precisely. So it's, it's, it is. Yeah. How much to discover? It it, it doesn't end. Yes. And it feels so good. It feels so good to dive deeper into yourself and into relationship or ships depends like how you do it. it it feels so good yeah 